Hey, 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 how are you? I want to say good evening to your beautiful Wednesday evening right here in Benin City, Edo State, South South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. My name is Mr. K, but folks call me the Cool K, and it's all good. I love it, like that. <laughs> Tonight is the eve. That's it, that's what it is. It's about 8.30 p.m. right here in Nigeria, and this is the eve of the Independence Day commemoration. October 1st, 1960, Nigeria gained independence from the colonial masters, and in this particular case, it were, they were the British. Nigeria used to be one of the colonies of Britain. And of course, on the 1st of October, 1960, the desire of the so-called founding fathers of our nation became a reality and eventually Nigeria gained independence 60 years after that's a long time man trust me that's a very long time man 60 years after it's a long time isn't it it's not like baby time it is a long long time 60 years think about it for a second a lot can happen within 60 years some of the people we are born in 1960 right now they are 60 years old and they may have actually attained some sort of should i say landmarks or milestones along the way over the past 60 years but as a nation independent nation for 60 years we have a whole lot we've not dealt with in this country once again my name is mr k but folks call me the cool k and this is mr k 24 radio it used to be my radio but right now it is mr k24 radio kind of the new name of my channel okay it is on youtube and of course it is also on anchor fm amazing broadcast a podcast host i tell you they're the best in the business man they are absolutely the best but i'm actually using um should i say um the uh, basic version all right, I'm using uh, this particular version. It's not premium, but I tell you, my, my heart goes out. Shout out to the guys who are running Anchor FM. You guys are amazing. You've taken the mystery away from making podcasts. And I tell you, we sure do appreciate that. Yours truly, me, myself, and I, Mr. K, Cool K, I appreciate what you guys are doing for many of us who are trying to you know, put a sound, put a, a start, stand, <clears throat> and I, I want to say you have been so kind, way, way too kind to many of us. You have helped to host our podcast, and um, when things get better, when the money starts coming in, all right, I guess I, then I can then upgrade to the premium. But meanwhile, thanks a lot for taking me in right here and right now. Appreciate you. Shout out to you once again. Yes, it is the 60th independence anniversary of Nigeria. That's like tomorrow, a few hours from now. How much have we done as a nation independent and under our own rules and regulations and been governed by our own people, not some white guys from somewhere in Europe or the UK or whatever. As a nation, Nigeria is the biggest population nigeria has the biggest population of black people on the face of the planet 
trust me you can take that to the bank that's what it is and of course in nigeria i mean in africa in the continent of africa nigeria is pretty much one of the top nations in the continent of africa we have a massive market we are really a people blessed in so many ways by the lord we've got natural resources we've got human resources we've got it all yet we are a nation after 60 years of independence we still cannot provide power for the teeming population of this country that doesn't sound like good news to me now if you look at the function of government basically the function of government no matter what list you make of it at the end of the day the functions of government must be such that provides for the well-being of the people it's a social contract now how can you say that the welfare of the people have been served under the various uh, presidents or heads of states we've had in the country military or civilian can we say that the well-being of the people has been achieved 60 years after and what exactly are we celebrating or commemorating tomorrow what that Boko Haram is still in some piece of forest and we can't do anything about it now tell me is that it what about the function of government that deals with being the chief security officer so that the people can live in safety and comfort and be able to contribute meaningfully to the development of the country so many questions to ask unfortunately so many answers to the questions are so few answers to the questions that's how horrible the situation is if you look at the area of security for instance we have a situation where regional groups are beginning to think of forming their own security self-help security initiatives right don't don't tell me now you don't know about it the podcast i published before this one i talked a great deal about it on thinking out loud with mr k and mr k24 radio i did i'm not kidding no footy percent nothing i'm being real here as far as this issue is concerned feel me now in that regard it makes sense to begin to look at things a bit differently if uh, in the country nigeria about 200 and something million people in population we still cannot guarantee electricity for nigerians you have no idea what we go through to have some some power in our houses in this country over the past three days we've not had power supply from the national grid over the past three days they just managed to restore a uh, power this evening at the end no telling you when they are going to take it off again and when it's going to get bad or get bust again and then we're back in the situation we now live in a country where power is being rationed all right we give you guys on the left for three hours we get the guys up not for three hours and because in the south south you have huge huge factories and oil industries and all that stuff let's give the south south should we say 40 percent in three hours that's how it goes that's not my idea on how you use power to run a society 
there is pervasive insecurity in the land. Kidnappings have gone to the high heavens. Armed robbery is rife everywhere you go. People now live in this country and they are not confident enough or feel safe enough to use their resources to better their own lives openly. They cannot afford to show any hint of affluence whatsoever because some folks are going to come take you out. That's the sort of country that we have 60 years after independence. Not a country to write a good song about. It's been sorrow and tears. It's been pain. It's been pain and wane. There is no gain. That's how horrible the country has been. Lecturers have been on strike for over four, four months or so. And there doesn't seem to be any end inside soon. It's just a tale of woe anywhere you turn. That's my personal opinion. I'm not doing PDP or doing APC in this conversation or here. This is Mr. K24 Radio. We're going to keep it real. We're going to say it the way it is. That's my motto as far as this Mr. K24 Radio is concerned. We're keeping it real here. We have absolutely nothing whatsoever to celebrate about. Now, the fascinating thing is not very many people feel the same way that I feel about this. What I feel about this is pretty much not something that um, has to do with feeling a sense of um, confidence, a sense of hope that our nation over the past 60 years, we have been on the move and making things right. Mm -mm, I wouldn't say that. I don't need to look too far to see the areas where we have failed in this country. It's horrible. Life, security of lives and property is almost a mirage. That's what it is. Regions are forming, like I said uh, earlier on, forming their own self-help security initiatives in order to complement whatever it is that that the Nigerian police force is offering. People have to now come together and say, you know what, guys? We think the cops have been overwhelmed here. We've got to do something about it. We've got to complement what they are doing. We're going to form our own security outfits. And then the federal government of this country is not interested in it. The federal government of this country is trying to hijack such initiatives in a way that um, they want to subjugate it under the government, under the federal government, under the Nigerian police force, with the IGP taking care of business, even over, look at it this way, even over a community self-help initiative. Now by the very nature of such initiatives, they are the alternative to what the police have not been able to achieve. It is believed that with the regional security outfit, self-help security outfit, they'll be able to do more than the police could have done. That's how pretty bad things have become for us in terms of security. The Boko Haram terrorist group are still there, still striking by the day, but they don't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. That's not my idea of a country that is doing well. 
in the area of security in this country. We have done so dismally, and I don't owe anyone any apologies for that. Boko Haram has been on the job for over 10 years now, and we can't do stuff about it. We can't. We've not been able to do stuff about it. Just occasional clashes and so on and so forth. The other day, the uh, governor of uh, Boronu State, his name is Baba Gana uh, Zulum, he got hit a second time in his convoy on his way to Baga. That doesn't sound good to anyone. Matter of fact, it doesn't make no sense to anyone. It's a myriad of problems we have been suffering in this country. And if you ask me, like I'm saying again, we have nothing to celebrate. But can we thank the Lord for giving us another day, the strength and the health to express our opinions, to speak up, so that this nation can get a whole lot better? Yes, we thank the Lord for that opportunity to be able to stand up and talk and express ourselves the way we want to. Yes, we thank the Lord for that. But do we have a country where you can say, not what the country can do for you. Think not about that. Think about what you can do for your country. Oh, really? It's about what I can do for my country now? How about what my country should do for me? There are some countries in the world where the people, their patriotism, their sense of patriotism is epic, it's top-notch. It's not negotiable because they, they belong to a country that has taken care of them, a country that has provided for their needs. Such a country, my dear friends, my fellow compatriots, is the kind of country you could die for. Not a country that doesn't know you, that doesn't care about you. A country that is not interested in your future. A country where the man with, with money buys it all, and the man with no money buys absolutely nothing. And the government doesn't have a social security system in place. You have people who are downtrodden, beaten and frustrated, can turn for succor. We don't have that in this country. Is that a country, really, you want to die for? These are my thoughts. And nobody can take my thoughts away from me. This is not a country that we should applaud in any way whatsoever. I don't think so, trust me. I don't think so. Ain't no way I'm going to think so. Until our politicians, they are the ones who are running the system until they start telling the truth. Until they start rising up and challenge evil, rising up and challenging cluelessness, rising up and challenging corruption, and changing the narrative of things and who governs this country and who gets a chance to govern the country strictly by the voice of our votes, like the people of Edo State did in September 19, 2020, with a governorship election. It was an amazing way of speaking to the authorities' concern. The hell no. It's not going to be like usual. 
we have changed our perspective now. You can try to buy the votes. I'll take your money and I'll vote against you. Yes, that is where we are now. And the people of the Fido State would not just take no for an answer on September 19. That was a huge statement that this state made, a statement that should resonate in different parts of the country as subsequent elections come through. In Ondo State, it's going to be 10th October, they're going to have their own governorship election. Now, the compatriots of um, our nation, citizens of the state of Ondo, they have all decided also to say, you know what? Undo not be Lagos. Like we said here, it do not be Lagos or Benin not be Lagos. We said it here, they didn't take us seriously until it happened. All right, I spoke with a friend of mine, a very, very erudite scholar, fantastic and intelligent lawyer, and a social affairs or public affairs commentator. His name is Barrister Eromosele Igbegu. You would not believe what conversation we had. Apparently, he was a, a bit more, let me say a bit, he was a lot more, um, should I say, optimistic about the country than I am. He didn't, he didn't score the country so badly like I have just done. But I'm glad we had this conversation. Do you want to hear it? Okay, I'm going to cue you in to hear it. <laughs> Shortly. At Independence, for instance, we had just a university. It wasn't exactly a full-fledged university, the University College in Baden. Um, today, I don't have lost count of the number of universities. And of course, the concept of universities um, a clearinghouse, if you like, a grooming center for top-level manpower. And so to that extent, today Nigeria is like a hub for high-level manpower for the rest of the world. A lot of Nigerian diasporans, they are doing so well in their fields. Of course, they got their training here, their exposure here. And so in, in that wise, for instance, I would think that we have done so well, uh, generally, though we can do better. Um, we can do better in the sense that the electoral process, for instance, uh, is not yet where I think it should be. How do I mean? Uh, for instance, the last elections in Edo, uh, yes, there were allegations of uh, vote buying and the rest of them. Um, how can that be? That can be as a result of perhaps uh, the voter not knowing the what of the office he holds as a citizen with the voter's card. And if he or she lacks knowledge of the office he or she occupies, it then means that the educational system is flawed. Um, so that's uh, Nigeria 
perhaps it's one country where one hears so much of both buying. All right. So having said that, we move into the other aspect. Economically, have we fared well? I do not think so. Uh, in the sense that at independence, we had uh, a, a multi-sectorial um, uh, contribution to the GDP in terms of agriculture played a key role then. Of course, oil had come. Uh, low rubbery, we struck uh, commercial quantity. Uh, oil, uh, commercial quantity of oil in 1959 at Uluru present by states. And uh, yes, the journey started then. Before then, I think Shell got to Nigeria in 1947 or thereabout, doing exploration for crude oil and the rest of them, and struck gold in 1959. So that was just before the independence. We have done well. Now, uh, one of the things uh, argued in some quarters drove the the white man from Nigeria is a in climate environment in terms of uh, uh, tropical rainforest being harbingered, mosquito, sesafly, and all the vector carrying insects and the rest of them, and so. Uh, it was not so conducive for them. Then again, the weather, yes. At Independence, we had forest buffers everywhere. And today, yes, I've always thought that the issue of land and land management, um, which extends to cultural resource management, should be approached from a holistic perspective. I have always taken objection to miniaturing of property, property rights and the rest of them, uh, seeming planlessness, uh, there appears to be no town plan, and all that and all that. At independence, it was much better. Um, they had the government reservation area, they even had uh, forest, res forest reserves and the rest of them. And so at independence, uh, and they were going back this timber, they were felling in the forest, in the reserves. Now, are we doing that? Same for Governor Baseki, who appears committed to reclaiming lost grounds. Uh, I do not know where there's concerted effort anywhere in the country. The, the, the Sahel, is at a fast rate uh, claiming Nigeria. Uh -huh. Then the uh, the ocean beds too. The Atlantic Ocean is likewise claiming inroads. Then again, we are pouring into our edge, right, left, center. Well, yes. Then there's population explosion, which uh, our population is growing at what one would call. Uh, according, I think it's matters now, at a geometric proportion. And every other thing appears stagnant. So there's planlessness in the land, uh, positive of data, uh, lack of will, and um, so many things. So in that wise, I would say yes, 
notwithstanding the fact that uh, we have so many universities now, we have quite a number of uh, experts in this field, that field, even rare fields such as aeronautic engineering and the rest of them, we have experts in all of them. Some of these experts are trained in the best uh, institutions in the world. Yes, now, now, now and again, because of the value of the Naira, some of these experts, they don't find it attractive to want to come back home. That is one big problem. Then another one, oh, insecurity in the land has grown very, 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 very bad. Uh, yes, Barrister uh, Roms. Um, now that you mentioned uh, the population and all of those things that are basically looking at the, the demographics of, uh, of our country, um, now, uh, what do you think as a nation over the past 60 years, what we have achieved with the federal character policy? Has it done us well in this country? Yes, uh, in uh, that one, it's a mixed grill. The issue of federal character. Um, from the very, from the onset, uh, it will appear the the departing colonial masters uh, tilted the scale in favor of the North, as it would seem. Again, I know somebody will ask me if you talk about the North, what do you exactly mean? Uh -huh, because the concept of the North for so many who are not familiar with uh, the, the, the goings on there were quick to think that the monolithic block. It's not exactly a monolithic block. All right. And so the very concept of the North makes it fluid. Now, the real fault lines taking moving forward from what you said, the real fault lines I will see remains religion. Um, the concept of uh, Islamic North and Christian South. But I laugh because um, to what extent even these religions, they are fragmented, uh, be it Christianity, be it Islam. Today, the uh, force of the Shite movement is becoming one factor the government, the federal government cannot ignore. Now, when you talk about federal character, as to that extent, yes, it's a little bit amorphous in the sense that, yes, this, um, like Kuka will call our political leaders ethnopronouns, I agree with him largely, insofar as um, the bandy, they use their ethnic nationalities to negotiate, and they, a lot of, uh, today one is hearing of the Dudua, uh, whatever agitations and all that for the Dudua Republic and all that, and they appear to be gaining inroad, and um, they are beginning to blackmail. So the issue of federal character. I don't think we have been committed to it. Um, it will seem we pay lip service to it. Yes, at the onset of the Republic, then the First Republic, 
Now the Azikiwe Health Office has president ceremonial uh, from the south. Alaji Tafawa Balewa, Health Office as Prime Minister, Head of Government from the North, uh, Muslim North. Um, Chief of Bafimia Warrior was opposition leader. Oh, yes. It, 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 at the surface level, it would seem as if that republic took cognizance. Even other republic, is it the Second Republic as headed by Alaji Shagari, who is from um, somewhere in Sokoto State? the north. That's right. Then um, the vice president Alex Ikweme from the southeast. The Senate president then Joseph Wyas yeah. was from the south south somewhere in Ogoja or Calabar or where, where anyhow cross river state. And then the House of Representatives had uh, Edwin Umezuke right. from the southeast too. That's right. So now at, at that level it will seem but do these people really have commitments to these blocks or regions they purportedly represent? It will appear to me no. Why I say that? Because uh, all of them appears to gravitate towards either of this, either more political power or more money. And so they all form a common front. When it comes to plundering, when it comes to... Uh, uh, dipping hands into the vault of the state. There appears to be no divide. And that is why you look at criminalities in Nigeria, particularly the white collar crimes. You see that the, if you look at the one of the former EFCC chair, I, I, I stand to be contradicted. Those who helped him facilitate the movement of sums or all that, all the improprieties he perpetuated while he held office. You will say that they are from different parts of the country. Crime unites them. Uh -huh. So this whole talk about Frederick character, of course, it's well intended because the whole thing, even in civilized climes, uh, they differ to do political balancing. Oh, the president is from this. The vice president is from the south. The president may be from the north. You know, like that, like that, like that. All giving a sense of representation of fairness to all involved in the in the in in in, in, in the game. Yes. Not exactly in the game. Yes. Yes. Sir. There are yes, some. Let people, me tell you. There are some people who have also argued that the reality is that the federal character has opened up the gates for some people who were not supposed to be in certain places. But because indeed they are from a certain part of the country, then they get a chance to actually get such positions contrary in reality to their capacity to actually perform creditably well if given the chance to operate uh, alongside the the tradition of um, the, the tradition of progress and um, being good enough to perform appreciably for everyone to see. Now, the the issue. Okay, perhaps maybe the issue of the uh, new talk in town now uh, about the DSS recruitment and the rest of them. Yes. Yes, it's quite unfortunate. And that, that is, for me, taking 
uh, ethnic politicking too far, far. and which may just push us down the precipice. But having said that, ordinarily, you see, there are certain persons who flair for certain jobs or responsibilities. Like, take for instance, in the United States, the example I prefer. The intelligence community, policing, secret service, and the rest of them, the Irish Americans appear to be far more attracted to that particular responsibility. And so over time, they built their capacity such that, take for instance, I'm a, I'm, I'm a lawyer. Sometimes when I hear my daughter speak, I just smile because, you know, she sounds so loyally. Mm-hmm. Uh, again. The reason being that possibly I wouldn't know Maybe the influence I somehow influence our what is and whatnot. Then I, my mind had just gone to the story, just moved to the story of uh, Nehru and his daughter, Indira Gandhi. I remember many years back I saw a photograph of Nehru in the office of Prime Minister, and Indira Gandhi was a little girl playing in the father's office. Then later, she became a prime minister herself. Okay? Even her son, Rajiv. Yes, Rajiv. uh, Became a prime minister. Now, you may want to call it nepotism, you may want to, but again, I think it's more or less having sown a seed in a particular space. And the culture, the seed sprouts, and it sprouts not alone, it sprouts with a culture, it sprouts with a milieu, it sprouts with uh, a psychology. And all those aborting the, that particular seed, they are going to be influenced one way or the other. Okay? And yeah. take for instance, Nakato Rieri in Nigeria. Uh, the, the Fulani boy does it better than any other person. I was driving the other day, and a small boy, maybe 15, 16, maybe at the most 18, he had up to 100 uh, 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 cattle in his head, uh, in the head, and he could control them. The road was lonely himself and his cattle, and as I was approaching, I had my fears, but I sighted him. And before you know it, he started, uh, if you like, say, uh, muttering some gibberish. But in any case, he communicated with his uh, uh, words. Let me call them words for this purpose. And so he, he built that confidence. Uh, possibly his great grandfather, blah, 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 down the line. All right. And so if, if you talk about that in an Nigerian district, one would have said, oh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Now, uh, look at, I, I had a stint with uh, Shell, and any time then, when one had some kind of this thing with uh, some persons from NNPC, you just see that way back then, we're talking about the 90s now, early 90s, and you just see a lot of these house people and boys, some of them cannot even converse in good English for up to five minutes. Because I believe that your conception, your your grasp of the language, uh, is a picture pointer, yeah. of uh-huh, of how your mind is working. And so, when you have situations where people 
from the onset do not even have conceptions do not even have a vision all because i'm related to papa and all that i remember an account given by ben bully in his Dedejan five lectures i think that's what he titled cheese where he talked about somebody who was an artisan and later he saw him hanging the distance the lieutenant yeah. and something the conversation ensued in a mess in Sokoto, I think, of uh, somewhere in the north. And the guy said, tell me I'll tell you or something of that sort, that she has uh, this thing. And so, well, one would have thought that that's Nigeria of the early 60s. But amazingly, these things are everywhere. Now, if you say you carry out a test, an open test, and uh, it happened that this number of persons from this particular space. Take for instance, Rubadu. His father was a policeman, and he liked it. He joined, and he he rose to. I think he he left as an assistant inspector general and the rest of them. There's another person now. I think the IG monitoring squad. Yeah. His own father too was in the police force. I can't remember the office, the, the, the rank he got to, and the rest of them. And so if you talk about that, one will say, okay, but again, you see that these are far in between. Uh-huh. But a situation where you just go to a particular state and say, okay, we have to feel this. We are talking about national security. Now you send those operatives to Edo who are so distant from the distant Edo, it may even be better you send a Yoruba man as an operative to Edo. That's the state uh, security service operative. Yeah, yeah. He, he may be able to, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the way some of these people reason. Some of these things, they think they are going to do some persons, or they are. Uh, for me, they are undoing themselves because now you have exposed. At the end of the day, the state service won't be able to perform duties that are properly theirs yeah. operatives because they lack the competence so then you now start looking for maybe people from fbi or the mi5 or whatever to come and assist you because you have refused to to fill your the vacancies in that department with competent yeah. hands uh-huh so it, it, it's like showing would say in his congress harvest karan karan you know, one step forward, two step, if not even ten step backward. I don't know, I don't know. It's it's laughable. Sometimes I just feel like showing Kawan said, Give me my books, where are my books? Let the issue of Nigeria just just just, just, just thin out from my my gaze. Okay, okay, before, before I let you go, Barrister, um you know the cliche, um unity in diversity is mm-hmm. our strengths. Would you say that would fairly describe the Nigeria that we have today, 60 years after independence, or it remains just a cliche, you know, nothing important to it, just words that have been used? Yes, well, for the now, it may appear to be a cliche. But I think, well, I've been a student of history. I'm familiar with the fact that uh, cultural holes, they don't exist forever. They interact with one another, which includes languages and the rest of them. They evolve. Okay? Today, in Europe, 
uh, what they call the romance language english for to the romance language friends and all that they, they got their roots or they took they took origin from the latin language yeah. today latin is extinct largely yeah uh-huh. even in the courts in the british courts now there's been this movement oh stop the use of latin and the rest of them and all that yeah in fact you converse in latin today like our brother Igudo Migudo from time to time does, uh, he, he just turns himself to a, 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 um, as it were a court jester. Okay, now I, I'm getting at somewhere. Okay, so the fact that for the now we appear to be so divergent does not mean America is a plural society, there's beauty in plurality. You go to a forest, for instance, you go to a garden, of course, you are not one to see one. Of course, even take the abyssal flower, for instance. There are many shades of the abyssal flower, species and the rest of them. So it's a beautiful concept to have divergent views, divergent situations and cultural holes and the rest of them. But I know that the, the process of growth is such that it's either upwards or downwards and but even at that if it's downwards it's not so bad because the Nigerian civil world for war for instance was a dark phase in the history of this country yes it took us downwards but at the end of the day it happened that we pulled out from the civil war yes we still have uh uh if you like the tendencies the fault lines and the rest of them but there appears to be commitment by if not all but a good section of nigerians to 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 heal the wounds of the past yeah now for the present diversity that appears to be cancerous now yes it can get so bad to the extent that even a, a, a worse situation might assume I, I don't pray for that but even at that um understanding the dynamics of cultural life and the rest of them i still will not lose hope of the fact that we'll get somewhere now the president's ussr there was a first union as it were in 1917 uh, when the 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 they came out with the union of socialists of it i mean um, uh, annexing countries far flung belarus named them yeah. a lot of these things and it, it didn't quite work the center could not quite hold and at the end of the day they had to go their separate ways in 1991 yeah, there was, i think yes you know and um, that 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 movement did not just start overnight it started i mean so the nixon captured it well was that this thing it started with khrushchev nikita khrushchev i, I think he came to power in 1957 or thereabout and he started before you know it by the time yuri andrew paul brezhnev and the rest of them and finally got to gromiko was there at one time then uh, um, um, Chef was now like, if you like, the last man 
to make it work. Okay, the way the people, but the same thing with the Germanic nations, the two Germans. Yes, they forced them to go their separate ways. They found the need to come down and brought down the Berlin Wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So as to, um, history is replete with accounts of either um, people who have common centers find the need, like it happened in Germany, yeah. to come back together, or like it happened in USSR where they are forced together. But America still remains a model. That, America has uh, different parts. Yeah, it looks like they've okay. moved quite well. Yes, and that is what time does. Yes, they fought the Civil War. Uh, the Civil War was fought around some ideals, not issues of um, ethnicity. That's the uh, little difference with the Nigerian Civil War. Uh, it didn't appear to me they were ideals. Uh -huh. I may be wrong. Maybe somebody somewhere will see it differently. But well, I have my doubts. I'm, if that I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Nigerian Civil War. You know, I was going to say uh, you've done quite well, uh, you know, talking to us uh, on these issues that you raised. But let me quickly just save that for a few more moments. I want to ask you the last question, Barrister. Okay, I'm all yes, Yeah, sir. please. After the Nigerian Civil War, about 53 years ago, till this day and time, 2020, from 19... Um, Seven, uh, 1967 when the war started and this was uh, 2020 and uh, that's about um, about 50 years that's right now going forward as a nation has this nation been kind for instance to the southeast the Igbos for instance I mean we have seen people from different parts of the country become heads of states in this uh, in this country but yes i cannot tell you uh, you know the last time we had an Igbo man at the hems of affairs was quite a long time ago and even even then the man was just the ceremonial head that's talking about namdi azikiwe that, that's true now well in, in order to correct let me just help yes now uh, uh i'm going in yes i was head of government okay uh, uh, uh yes you can see for months i haven't said that yeah uh, uh, like i talked about yeah. things going uh, uh, everything everything around us it's on a journey to somewhere so it's like today now will lead us to tomorrow now for the evil nation yes there's no denying the fact that they may not have been on the saddle of um of uh, the president of this country oh yes i i concede that but again i know too well that or rather i wouldn't say i know too well i feel that look if we must um if we must manage our seeming uh, fragile nation post 2023 before 2023 moving forward we must collectively elect to make an evil man the president why i, I say that is i argued not too long ago in one forum that look there's no group there's no ethic 
nationality in this country without a competent hand. All right. Even the 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 the, the, the minority of the minority. Yes. So by the time you begin to exclude some people, maybe on account of yesterday, maybe on account of well, for so many reasons, you you choose to exclude. Like, for instance, uh, we know too well that uh, you have said it democratically. Aguiyonsi came to power through a coup. Um, yes, he was not behind that coup, but he benefited from the coup. Um, having said that, if we don't bury our corpses well, the remains of the corpses sprout out from uh, wherever we have interred them to remind us of a shoddy job. Yeah. Yes, if we don't learn to forget the past, the, the past, whatever led to the coup of 66, the failure of the coup in Ronzi, the civil war and the rest of them. I don't think there's any group in this country that didn't lose um, personnel, human beings. Uh -huh. The Eastern nation, for instance, where I come from, at least I know of Colonel Menai. I remember, I think, Eromoko, did he survive that war? I can't remember again, but anyhow, Omenai died. Uh, there are quite a number of uh, Eastern officers. They died. The war. I mean, I, what, what has Adeshaman or man got to do with the Nigerian Civil War? Looking at it from another price. However, for me, yesterday should be yesterday. And uh, we, we, we must not continue to lash onto the wrongs of yesterday, or we will never make progress. Sweden, the Nordic countries people love or consider to be, if you like, somewhere close to heaven on earth yeah. today. They had a very terrible past. I do not know of any Swedish country with a standing army today. Okay? Then you take the Japanese, for instance. The Japanese were, if you like, call them innate warriors at a time. And they came to the realization that, oh, if we continue like this, we will destroy ourselves. Now they, now have, they, they have become very civil. Yes. They now converted that military list and warlike disposition into the martial arts, judo, karate, name it, the southeast and all that. So what am I saying in effect? That is where, you see, I started this conversation by saying, well, it will appear we have done so well in terms of tertiary education. That's right. If one wants to look at it from one level of analysis, yeah. okay? But nevertheless, if it does not percolate to the man walking in the streets, uh -huh, the man who occupies the office, the highest office in the land, office of the citizen, if he does not get to that man and get to him such that he knows his right from left, such that it's not easy to make him to see things from a tiny hole, a pigeon hole, but see it from a more expansive perspective. If you don't move that man, then we have not achieved anything. Now, if, you, if we continue to hold on to, oh, 
yes, there may have been some misjudgment, some errors of judgment uh, that led to the civil, the, the, the punch of yeah, 66. The yeah. uh-huh. The boys, look at people like Donatus Okafor. Those are men that were close to illiterates. Mm-hmm. I mean, dangerous, you know, even in Ziogu, the purported this thing. But Ziogu, as far as I'm concerned, is not better than a, a, a rascal in New Benin market. Okay, at that time, the Nigerian army, there was this Nigerianization project, so all kinds of character, you know. I didn't, it beats my imagination that they didn't discover early enough that Izogu was a schizophrenia. And, and, and you know, that's it. So, 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 we must be expansive and look at it from all of this and say, okay, let bygone be bygone. Yeah. Like I said in passing, I don't know of any this thing that didn't lose uh, human, this thing. Yes, some may have lost more than others. But, I mean, can you measure one man's loss against the other person's loss? That one person, uh, Community A, lost. Maybe more than 10,000 Community B lost. You, you, you know, you, you know um, what I find quite um, interesting uh, in your views concerning the the need for us to forget our past, ensure that we bury the corpses properly so that they don't hunt us at the end of the day. It sure looks like we have not properly buried the corpses. Yes. You go out there on the street, people just think it's going to take a while to have an Igboman president in this country. I don't share that view. But I also understand also that the whole idea of democracy is a, it's a matter of numbers, isn't it? It's number one to one extent, I consider. Yeah. But again, so, it's about part negotiation. It's a part of the country, sir, where you have more voters than the others. That presents us with a challenge, which means at the end of the, of the day, we are going to look for a, a solution that works. Well, let me say this. Yes, democracy has number there. Like every other phenomenon, it's not just one strain. There are usually far more than one strain. Now, let me take you to a comical side to all of this. Uh, um, Not too long ago, His Excellency the Deputy Governor talked about the... Yes, uh, the, 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 the conversation he had with um, um, an ex-governor of the state, Mr. Yeah. Adam Shomole. Now, and uh, how all the plans of Mr. Shomole to, to get Mr. Vaseki out of the way and the rest of them, and for himself, Mr. Shaibu, to to step in as the governor and all that and all that. And um, in my respectful view, in fact, I fell for Philip Shaibu that day because that thing, nobody has reported it. So I take it as the, what's really happened. I know notwithstanding the fact that in a transaction, there are three sides, uh, the version of the two, the two transacting party or conversing party and the truth. Now, let's leave that. For the now, let's take that Lechaibu version represents the truth. Now, he said something. Look, he reminded Mr. Shomole 
that you became a governor riding on the boat, the support of the Beninese. Because in the Edo State uh, configuration, the Beninese have far more voting number numbers of population than the rest others. Now, and so what does that tell us? With appropriate negotiation, with appropriate conversation, with appropriate uh, bridge building, brinksmanship politics, everything is achievable. Okay. That's right. Uh, yes, we take. We, I, I, I get past that. I move again to another aspect of our immediate past history. Uh, Mr. MK, I don't like all this chief allergy. Everybody's Mr. Sarkozy. We we are a republic. Mr. MK Abiola became president of this country uh, through a, an acclaimed uh, widespread support from all parts of the country. The traditional fault lines or the traditional divides of the religion of religion didn't come to the fore because his deputy, Aladi Babagana Baba Kingibe, I, I, I called him Aladi. Well, Mr. Babagana Kingibe, you know this press, this thing, calling people Aladi chief is the other everybody's Mr. You know? Uh-huh. Now Mr. Babagana Kingibe is a Muslim too like himself. Okay? Um why Tofa, his opponent, a Muslim, Mr. Tofa, had Mr. Sylvester Ugu as his uh, vice presidential candidate. It didn't work. Now the last election had the uh, Muslim Christian for APC reduced it. It still didn't work. Okay? I mean, and so what am I, what am I saying in effect? That yes, number counts in politics, but before numbers, negotiations, consultations, and the rest of them. So if, for instance, uh, for me, the project Ibo President come 2023, should start about now, and it should start about now, by uh, a broad-based consultation and appeal to the issues leading up to January 15, 1966. And the those characters... The day of the coup. Yes. Those characters who were the faces or the, the, the maroodas of that night, they should be painted, placed before the world to be seen. And now look, they don't represent the evil view. Therefore, the, yes, there was a, a misnomer, it would seem. Um, uh, Archbishop Macarius of Greece, the then president of Greece, was uh, a guest of uh, uh, Mr. Michael Barra okay. at Government House in Ugo. Yeah. And he tried to explain that, that that was why that did not extend to Enugu and the rest of them. Um, it didn't extend to Midwest either. Mr. Dennis Osadebe was here as Premier. Well, Dennis Osadebe, for, for all intents and purposes, is an evil man. Yeah. But you see, there are public relations, it's a beautiful thing. So they can engage all the experts. They can even hire me if they care. <laughs> I mean, I'm yes, with, yes. And, and the, the whole thing. 
the thing is packaged and people see oh no and uh, and and it starts with intelligentsia the Obaseke movement was first an appeal to the intelligentsia to the educated elites yes it was an appeal and then it now percolated quite a number of my uh, uh, friends outside the country prevailed on their family members here to vote for Obaseke absolutely you know okay. when the result of the election was, was announced there was a massive celebration in the city of Torino in Italy. Yeah. How did I know? A friend of mine who is there, he's been there for about 15 years, he called me okay. and said, man, we are having a party like right Thank now. You. Thank you. So what am I saying in effect? All campaigns start with appeal because it's a concentrate, it's a ring. So you deal with the, the core of that ring which in any society remains the allies and that is why notwithstanding the the persuasion of the monarchy here mm -hmm. the old order yes the new leadership of the move the beneath this thing and they educated this thing the pensioners who worked and all that the workers the this and all that so they, they, they have killed so politicking it's different. So for the people, any people man who is interested must uh, all this one Peter B, for instance, is doing coming to campaign this. For me, he's still dealing with externals. Uh -huh. he's yet to penetrate the core. He can initiate a conversation on oh the errors of nineteen sixty-six and how the errors of 1966 should not dog us even in 2020 mm -hmm. and moving forward from 2020. Yeah, right. uh -huh. so those the, the script. Uh, yes, those, those, those conversations, mm -hmm. then a lot of media attention, which both print and electronic and literature coming out, revisiting this thing. And so the narrative before now, like uh, what Chimamanda would call the single story version. I mean, you, you bring uh, other versions to the same story. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago, I talked about an occurrence having theory, minimum theory perspective. Yeah. The parties involved in the particular occurrence, mm -hmm. the truth of the occurrence, which yeah. stands apart from the party's version. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's minimum. Okay, so I think again it goes back to the Aristotelian argument. Sometimes I feel sorry for them. That's why I'm so my heart is so endeared to Obaseki. Maybe because the classics, and he understands some of this thing because classics precedes uh, pre precedes uh, it's before history. Yes, so you understand some of all of this. Thank you so very much. Uh, um, I have a few more calls to make after this one on the same issue. Thanks a lot. I appreciate. Ah, my pleasure. Bye. So have a great day. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye. Uh, at weigh in on the key conversation of Nigeria's independence 60 years after. All right, thanks a whole lot for letting me think out loud, Mr. K24 Radio. Uh, my name is Mr. K. Folks call me the Cool K. It was a delight having you for company on the show, thinking out loud, Nigeria at 60. 
I'm going to see you again in the next in the next podcast. Trust me. Hey, I'm going to see you in the next podcast. I ain't joking and I mean that. And I don't want to see happy Independence Day, fellas. There ain't nothing to be happy about. I insist. It's a horrible country right here. All right. Bye for now. I'm out of time. And I'm out of here. Bye.